0: Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Pest Control Internet Marketing Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Andy Patel, CEO of K3 Marketing, a Google Premier Partner, where we have been perfecting the art of pest control internet marketing since 2005. All right, it is November as always, hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for tuning in. As I mentioned in the beginning of my podcast last month, I'm starting to get a bunch of questions from you guys and I appreciate them. Keep them coming. It's been great. I really enjoy answering questions and things like that. What I've decided to do is to pick one, one question and answer them on the podcast or answer it on the podcast. Um, So I'm just going to mention the person's name and their state. I'm not going to really give away their identity or their company name or anything like that. So the first one, first one ever on the PC High End Podcast, thank you and congratulations, I guess, is from Jim. Jim from New Jersey. Hi, Andy. Thanks for the show. It's been really helpful for us so far. I was wondering what is the typical ROI you show your clients using Google Ads? So this is a great question. I get this question all the time from, you know, people who are interested in potentially hiring me to manage their Google ads. And it's a valid question, right? You know, what am I going to see? What benefits am I going to get out of this? So it's a little bit of a tricky question to answer, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot. So first of all, I want to establish one rule here is that there is a lifetime value of every client you get. So if you received a Google Ads sale, a reoccurring client for pest control or even a wildlife control client um, last year, what's to say they're not going to bring in a referral or upgrade services next year, you know, and who gets credit for that? Do you still count that towards Google Ads revenue, you know, from back in the day or from last year? Or, you know, do you kind of do you account it to current customer? So you have to kind of really establish your ground rules internally, have a nice CRM system, customer relationship management tool in order to really gauge what's working and what's not. But typically, if you look at your data from month to month and just look at the raw data in terms of how much you spent and how much you, how much you got uh, in revenue, uh, typically for wildlife control, I like to see a 10-time return on investment. So if you spent $2,000 in Google Ads, you should see around twenty thousand dollars in revenue. in 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 revenue through Google Ads, and that's because you know wildlife control is usually a lot of exclusion work, a lot of high dollar type of jobs. Especially if you do it right, you know. The types of keywords that you use it can get expensive, but if you do it right and you get the right keywords and a solid negative keyword list, I believe you can see that type of, type of return on investment. Typically, unfortunately, with wildlife, you know, it's not reoccurring, so it's a one-stop shop. You know, once you once you're done, you're done type of thing. In pest control, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. So typically, with with my clients, they pretty much honestly break even month to month. So let's say you spend two thousand dollars, you pretty much make about two thousand or twenty five hundred dollars revenue, unless you have termites or something like that that you're you're offering, but. Or even bed bugs, but typically you'll pretty much break even. But where what is great about the program or Google Ads in general is now you should have a nice solid handful. I'm not talking about a few; a nice handful of reoccurring clients, solid reoccurring clients. You know, people who are going to pay their bill on time and not really leave and and you know in a nice part of town and things like that. So that's yeah, Jim. I I hope that answers your question. If you have any more questions, you know, guys, please email me through the website and I'll be happy to answer them. All right, we are jumping into the podcast episode. I feel like we have a pretty firm understanding on keywords and we spent a lot of time on on keywords, different types of keywords, best strategies, negative keyword list. And then we had the whole search term report thing happen where we had a couple of episodes on that. So we're going to move away from keywords now. You know, I hope you guys have a firm understanding now in what types of keywords to use. It's very, very, very important, very crucial that you have a nice keyword list, a solid negative keyword list. And when you run your search terms report... (laughs) quote-unquote, I guess, now. But when you run your search term report, you know, majority of them, overwhelmingly majority of them, should be high-quality search terms, servicing keywords where people want to purchase your service. So let's assume that you've got great keywords. And what happens next? Well, if somebody types in, you know, bed bug removal services or bed bug removal company near me or pest control company near me, then they see ads, right? That's the whole thing about Google ads, obviously. So typically Google shows about three to four ads. You know, right now, a lot of times it's the Google local service ads, the Google guarantee section, then it's the Google ad section, and then it's the map And then it's the organic. And then even below the organic, there are some ads as well. So how should you write your ads? What should the content be? What should it say? What should the messaging be? So throughout the years of running this agency, we've tried a lot of different ads, a lot of different strategies. I'm going to go ahead and explain what works the best for pest control owners, primarily. Now, keep in mind, I'm not going to give away all the secrets, you know, the secret sauce, but I think this will be a nice, nice strategy for you guys to learn and implement if you're not already. Okay. I should also preface that ads also come with ad extensions. We're not going to be discussing ad extensions during this podcast episode. We'll probably have a two or three part series on ad extensions. So these are just the ads itself. All right. So I think Google's rule of thumb is you want to have at least three ads per ad group. And I think that's pretty, pretty common. What I found is I like to have at least three. Sometimes we do four up to six ads per ad group. So as a refresher, you have a campaign. So let's say, for example, your campaign is, you know, your pest control services. Then you have certain ad groups under that, which are basically your categories like bed bugs, termites, cockroaches, et cetera. So let's assume bedbugs is, a, is an ad group. Under that ad group, you have multiple ads. Okay. So what I find that works best is to have at least two expended text ads. So I'm going to go ahead and open up, open it up here on my computer. So an expanded text ad is essentially a general static ad that Google displays. So once I go into these ads and I go to edit, you know, the first item you can insert is a final URL. So that means when someone clicks on this ad, where does it go to? So remember we had the discussion or I mentioned about the, the landing page, right? So if we're talking about bed bugs, it should go specifically to the bed bugs page, right? So you want to make sure the final URL is the actual page of the ad group that your keywords and ads are in. Then you have uh, up to three headlines you can add. So I would suggest adding all three headlines. You can have up to 30 characters per headline. So try to fill it up as much as possible. Now, what you also want to do here is to use your keywords in these headlines. So for example, if you're, if you're in Miami and you're, you know, one of your keywords is Miami bed bug control, then have Miami bed control as one of the keywords. This helps with relevancy and quality score and things like that. We've had an episode on that in the past as well. What you really want to do is if you have the data, let's say you have months and months or even years of data, find the keywords that get the most impressions. You know, run an all-time report, look, search for all the keywords on your bed bug. campaign or ad group, find, see what gets the most impressions and use those keywords to, to show up as high as possible. Now, if they're, as long as they're good impressions, obviously, you know, you can also, an argument could be made that you want to use the keywords with the best, the most clicks or maybe the most conversions. But I find the impressions is best because more people are searching for that. You know, as long as it's a servicing keyword, you want to really push that. Like for example, Miami bed bug control is, is a great servicing keyword. All right, then you have your display path. So this this gets a little confusing if you've if you've ever been in here. Your path is basically what Google displays. You could literally have your domain.com and then path one and path two could be, you know, I love you, and then you know, cars are cool. <laughs> it really doesn't matter what you put in there. It's it's the funny thing. Now you want to put keywords in there that are related to your topic right so bed bug control and then maybe the city name or something like that for obvious reasons so but it's it's really weird you know you you can put whatever you want you don't need to worry about creating these paths on your server or anything like that then you have up to two descriptions and you can have up to 90 characters on those so again Talk about what you offer, you know, are you guys uniformed? Do you have clearly marked vehicles? Are you top rated? You know, talk about some of your reviews, call us now, those types of things, call to actions you want to put in there. Remember, you know, I think I mentioned this in the past as well, but when somebody has a bed bug issue, they're just going to Google and they're going to search and they're going to click. And hopefully call, you know, majority of the time people do not have time to read what you have. You know, if I have a bed bug issue and I see bed bugs all over my house or or my room, I'm not going to search and then read what you have to say. You know, as long as you look professional and at first glance seem like a reputable company, I'm probably going to give you a call. So you want to really make sure that your ads speak to that, you know, give them the information they need right off the bat. So yeah, that's how you, those are the best strategies for expended text ads. So i like to have at least two of those. I've talked briefly in the past as well about keyword insertion ads. You can go back to that episode uh, for more information, but I I do like keyword insertion ads for pest control companies. So that's basically just as a refresher, it's a little piece of code that you put into your ad title that basically tells Google that, hey, if the search, Term is less than a certain number of characters. I think it's about 25 characters, so I'm not mistaken. Don't call me on that. Then show that exact search term in the title of my ad. So, for example, if somebody typed in, you know, Miami Dade bed bug removal, okay, I think that's more than 25 characters, but let's just assume that they did, um, that it would actually say Miami Dade bed bug removal in the title of the ad. And that's kind of cool because, you know, someone typed that in, they, they see that exact title they typed in. So they're probably more likely to click on it, especially if they're in a, in a frenzy to find someone. So yeah, keyword insertion ads in one expended text ad would be nice. All right. The next thing you should be doing is a responsive ad. Now, let me see if I can find one here real quick. Yep, here we go. So a responsive ad is essentially a dynamic ad that changes based off of the user's device, what they searched, maybe their search history and things like that. So a responsive ad is Google's preferred ad. You wanna make sure you have one of these. So just like with expanded text ads, you can first add your final URL. You can have your display URL. Then you have a bunch of headlines you can add. I don't know what the max is, but it seems that you can add at least like, I don't know. Oh, okay, here we go. You can enter up to 15 headlines. Okay. So you just pick a bunch of headlines based off of your keywords, based off what you want to say. And Google will just kind of pick the best one based off of the search query. The same thing with descriptions. I think you can have up to five descriptions. No, I'm sorry, four descriptions and 90 characters. And you can just put a bunch of descriptions there. So Google, you basically what you do is you just put a bunch of headlines and a bunch of descriptions. And then Google just picks the best variation and shows that ad. And it's nice. You don't have to necessarily think of different strategies and different keywords and things like that. You just kind of throw it all at one time. So yeah, those are responsive search ads. Make sure you guys are doing those. All right. I think that is it. That was a lot of information, um, but it was very important information. If you guys got a lot out of it and start implementing it in your own Google Ads campaigns. As always, I am Andy Patel with PCIM Podcast. If you have any questions, please email me through the website at PCIMpodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys next time.